It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! That's right, everybody. It's Ears Up back again, back at you. Whenever you want, because we're on your time. Down here, it's our time. But up there, it's their time. Somewhere in the middle, that's your time, baby. That's your time, and we're on your timeline. We're on your time schedule. We'll do whatever you want. Why? The magic of the podcast. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Wow. It was completely different than any intro you had before. So right. Well, why that. wouldn't it be? It'd be amazing. <laughs> um, uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know, before I get too deep into this uh, stupid thing, uh, thank you, all of our listeners and our supporters. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. If it weren't for you guys, uh, none of this would be happening. It, it, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, it, it's a thrill to see the kind of uh, listener numbers come up and and the, the, the show views and the, you know whatever all the all the little SEO stuff. Uh, it, it, it really means a lot, so I, I appreciate it. Thanks for for spreading the love. We have a couple fans out there. We're a couple super fans mm-hmm. out there, and uh, thanks for all you do. Keep telling your friends about it. Spread the word. Uh, let them know that we're on iTunes. They can find us on iTunes. We're on uh, TuneIn Radio, whatever that means. We're on Stitcher, whatever that is. What is that, Taryn? You use one of those, right? I use TuneIn Radio. I actually use it every single day. It's just an app. I listen to... Even on Sunday? What? Even on Sunday? No, I don't listen to it Okay, well, Sunday. so then it's not I every single day. I listen to it day. Monday through Friday All when right. I'm on my commute. All right. I listen to... No, now I can't trust her. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to podcasts. I listen to lots of things. I, I listen to our podcast on here. Yeah. Sometimes. Once well, once isn't enough. Living it wasn't no, enough. Well, no, I have to listen to it and make sure I did okay. If someone if someone wrote a a biography about you, would you read it? Yes. I wouldn't read it. Why? Cuz I lived it. But it's a biography, so somebody else wrote it about you. You right. don't know if it's accurate. Well, that's true. If it's an autobiography, then you'd look pretty conceited <laughs> reading Well, I guess that's doing. what I meant, an oh. autobiography. If you wrote an autobiography. Oh, yeah. oh, no, every time I write a blog post, I go back and read it. Like I'll post it. Yeah. And then I'll go back and read it like three other times just to make sure it still sounds cool. Mm. Well, that's all right. That's fair enough, I suppose. Well, thanks for uh, increasing our, our, uh, our downloads. Mm. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Taryn is making our, uh, our dreams come true one re-listen at a time. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you're not listening to us, which you know everyone needs a break, you can find us on social media or on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram. We're on Pinterest, even. I keep forgetting about the Pinterest page. Uh, how's everything going over there on Pinterest? <laughs> it's great. Is it? It's super up to date. Awesome. Really uh, on there all the time. Love it. Love Pinterest. I think she's lying again. I think she's lying what? again, too. No. Again. No. <laughs> but that's all right. That's what she does. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm good at it, right? Right. Uh, don't forget, it's ears up with a Z. Uh, we were talking the other day uh, about, uh, you know, I wonder if, if when people just talk to their friends and they go, oh, yeah, this podcast, ears up, if they remembered that it's with a Z, so I can only imagine someone searching for ears with an S going, I don't know, this person just lied to me. <laughs> There's no Disney podcast with with an S. That's insane. This person's crazy. And, uh, you know, then I had a dream where they got divorced or they broke up or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, because they got the website wrong. Yeah, they're like, I can't trust. Well, a lot like Taryn and the I do this every day. Well, now I can't trust you. I just proved you wrong, so... Well, you know, a whole foundation of existence is a lie. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't mean uh, If you have feedback for the show, which uh, after this intro, I'm sure you will, uh, <laughs> you can send that over to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com, ears up with a Z. We'd like to know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, uh, more importantly, 
what you uh, what you're feeling because feelings matter. <laughs> Your feelings matter. Uh, they matter to us. They matter to the show. Um, so you know, let us know, good or bad. What could we be doing better? Uh, just so you know, we are going to read it on the show, regardless if it's good uh, or bad. Mainly because we don't get much of it, <laughs> which yeah. I take as a good sign. You know, yeah, if we were I'm... really terrible. I think people would write in more, but uh, but they don't. So or just stop listening. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, also, check out our blog. Don't forget that uh, we we do have nice little write ups of, of each show, but uh, also we do some non show posts every now and then. We 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 just put up our uh, our gumbo recipe, the the official park recipe for gumbo uh, that I don't really think anybody else had. It was kind of cool to do. Uh, we're going to be doing more food recipes. We have a couple stories and a couple other kind of cool stuff that we're going to be doing. Um, that's not related to the show really at all it's just general disney information so be sure to check that out you can also subscribe um speaking of subscriptions you can subscribe on itunes the aforementioned all that kind of stuff rate us on itunes because that helps a lot too uh all that kind of stuff you know speaking of podcasts i read this article there's a guy out there who claims to have invented the podcast yeah that was apple no no there's a guy like a specific person he he has a a, a patent on what? something like uh, a, a delivery, si- like hard code, like the, the mm-hmm. like the the delivery oh, system okay. to provide um, um, information in a sequential order, or something completely general like that, like general sounding, right? Huh. But he's 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 suing Adam Carolla. He's suing the Adam Carolla <laughs> Why podcast. Why choose one? Because because Adam Carolla is the largest. Uh, downloaded podcast in the history of podcasts. Like he's the largest with like three million or something like that. Wow, um, we're just short of that. Yeah, uh, which I actually found funny because then Corolla is is obviously trying to counter not counter sue but defend him, right. himself, and so he's uh, soliciting money. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my yeah. god! So you can contribute to the Adam Corolla Defense Fund apparently. And I'm like, seriously, you don't have enough money to defend? Oh. You? Whatever, dude. That's weird. It's a little weird, but. So if this guy wins, which I don't think he will, he could... He's going to be a quadrillionaire. ...redefine <laughs> what it means to, to be a, a, a podcast, or at least yeah. how things are, are, are downloaded in a sequential order. It's oh. very, very general, like a lot of patents can be. And uh, it, it's it's just kind of one of those, yeah, those eye roll, like, really, dude? Know. Well, you know what but, that's going to mean. That's going to mean that we're going to have to pay to do this. No, I, the, the, the rules will change somehow. Something will change. Where it's not going to really be a, a big of an impact, but I guess he did sue some other company and got like three mil out of it or something. Like that. Oh, yeah. wow! And so he's he's gunning for Corolla because. And someone asked him, "Well, why why him? Why not anybody else?" He goes, "Well, he's the biggest. That's what you would do. I mean, that's yeah. just what you do." This guy's kind of a jerk, but kind of a genius. Yeah, I mean, this is in the '90s, like the early '90s. He just had to, he has a patent for this, like that just the coding so, that that is used for it. That's so crazy. It's pretty <laughs> weird, right? Wow. Yeah. I, I had no idea that you could patent that. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a, a way to disseminate information in a sequential order, yeah. which is like... so it's what, really vague. Yeah, so uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, watch out, dude. He's coming exactly. for you next. <laughs> yeah, I want us to start patenting everything. Just random things, yeah. right? And just wait for, for other people to think of them. And then... <laughs> go, oh, that applies. Like, oh, that's mine. Sorry. Yeah. His patent attorney loves him, right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Taryn, what about some feedback? We got some feedback? Yeah, we do. Um, this one's kind of cool. Uh, so, although strange. Uh, catching my ears up on, po- on past shows, mm-hmm. hearing the- Oh, in- I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pun. <laughs> it's a pun. It's punny. Uh, hearing the intro-outro music over a few times has me wanting 
a ringtone of it for my Android phone. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, one of the show. Also, on one of the shows, the music was played a little longer into the intro, and I realized there were some sections that I had never heard before. Any chance you can make the whole track available for us fans? Huh. I'll look into that. I don't yeah. know the, the licensing issues with, with the music that we have. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that it's okay for yeah. us to use well, it. Well, he also suggests that we, we make it as a possible source of revenue. Yeah. But anyway, this was from... $12 uh, a download. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is from Matt, uh, and I think it's a really good idea. I never would have thought that people would want that on their phone. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I first heard it uh, from our, 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 our good friend, Mr. Charlie Essers, uh, he does a lot of audio stuff, and uh, I'm like, dude, make, make us an intro for the show. All right, and he sent me over a couple pieces of music. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then this one came. I was like, it's a little freaky. <laughs> So I, I don't know, and then I, 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 you know, this is all over email, and I get up and I to do whatever I do, and then I, I, I find myself whistling the tune, <laughs> and I thought, oh well, okay, then, then now I love it because yeah. it, 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 it's the only one of all the ones that he sent over that stuck in my head. It's pretty catchy. I yeah. find myself bobbing my head during the <laughs> intro to every show. Yeah, well, yeah. It, even after the show, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, walk out and we'll just be humming the thing on the way to the car. It's like, mm-hmm. what, what happened here? This is just the weirdest. <laughs> It's the weirdest music, uh, but I think it fits our show because it's kind of the weirdest show. Yeah. Huh. Um, good feedback. Thank I, you. I, yeah. I like that. And, yes, thank uh, you, Matt, for that suggestion. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Definitely, uh, you know, we got to look at licensing. I don't want to get sued by anybody. <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah. Of course, we don't have anything, so. Yeah, well, uh, what are they going to take? Right. They can <laughs> take our donations. Actually, you know, uh, that is a good point. Uh, if you go to our blog, we do have a donate button. Please uh, donate. Running the show is uh, is a little pricey, so uh, all your donations help keep us on the air. Um, you know, we can also use some of that money for some merchandise, and a few people have been asking for merch, uh, but that takes startup money and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, if you want to let us do the cool things that uh, we can do for you, you know, consider throwing a few bucks our way. It would help out a lot. Thank you. Thank you for your time. <laughs> okay, we're done. Yeah. yeah. Wait, we haven't talked just, about anything. Pitching, just <laughs> pitching money and, uh, and we're good. No, today's show is all about Frontierland. We've been doing this kind of little history of Disneyland series. So um, we've done Tomorrowland and, and uh, whatever we've done. I'm sure it was good, whatever it was. Uh, but now we're focusing on Frontierland, which I didn't really understand how many changes there have been in Frontierland. There have been a metric a lot ton. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, and you know, just to be completely honest with everybody, um, are you sure now? Here time? we go. I was not looking forward to this episode. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, That's all wasn't right. it your idea? Uh, no. Oh, I, I think can, it was my. I idea. can guarantee it was yeah. not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, after doing the research and looking into the history, it's it's it was pretty cool. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff there when it first opened. Yeah, and and even even directly after. Yeah, you know, it, it, it you know a lot of people look look at the changes that are happening now in Disneyland. Oh, why does everything change? Um, within a month of opening, there were things, there were new things going on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's it's just always that's what Walt has always wanted. It's always going to be changing. He said mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, you know, the opening the opening month was no different. Right. So uh, our our goal here is to kind of just sh- let you know the other stuff that that Frontierland used to offer, good and bad, uh, what rides there were, why they were replaced. Uh, all that kind of fun stuff that you want to know about Frontierland. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> because to me, Frontierland it consists of uh, that little you know fort area, uh, the shooting gallery, mm-hmm. and Big Thunder, and uh, you know Golden Horseshoe. Golden Horseshoe and Rancho, and that's and that's to me it. that's it. Right. That's actually not true. There's actually a lot more. It's actually the as of '99, so they may, that may have changed by now. But that it's like the largest land within Disneyland. Yeah, because it is the Rivers of America, yeah. mm-hmm. and the which island. I don't think the island of that. Yeah, the Tom Sawyer. So- I'm always going to call it Tom Sawyer's Island. It is well, it not Pirate Lair. That is just it's a dumb thing to change. Yeah, I mean, I I get why they did it, but Tom Sawyer's Island is it it. In a roundabout way, will help open kids to literature. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. not even a roundabout way. It's just uh, you know they, uh, they ask who's Tom Sawyer. Well, right. you'll read that. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's read it right now, <laughs> yeah. and then you can you can you can teach your kid all about uh, you know the wonders of Tom Sawyer. It, it, I don't know. I just whatever. That's fine. Um, anyway. Yeah. So basically, uh, you know, you, you we ask why Frontierland? Why why was this one of the lands that they built? Um, so to start us off, uh, here's a quote from Walt Disney. In Frontierland, we meet the America of the past, out of whose strength and inspiration came the good things of life we enjoy today. Which I think is really interesting. Um, and I got that quote actually from a, a historical journal called the Western H- Historical Quarterly. I don't know if you know this, Terrence, but uh, <laughs> Taryn is super highbrow. <laughs> she subscribes to a lot of peer-reviewed journals. She's kind of in the know with that no. whole stuff, what and was... uh, you know she's she's uh, she's an up-and-comer in, in some of these situations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this came about because you know we're all the three of us are researching Frontierland. So I actually just skipped to page four on Google because mm-hmm. I figured you guys wouldn't go that far. Right. And <laughs> so I found this, and then there's this article called Walt Disney's Frontierland as an allegorical map of the American West. Well, I would have clicked on that. Would you? No. Okay. Oh, really? Wreck the page five. Well, um. I, I was an I was an English major, and just seeing a, a journal. Are. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. I still am, but I hadn't opened one of these journals since I was in college, and I was like, "Oh wow, I actually mm. want to read one of these." So that was that was weird in and of itself. So that's good. I definitely won't go through um, the mud that was this journal, but I did get a couple cool things out of it. Um, <laughs> so basically. The frontier, and that's with a capital F, the frontier, um, basically defined the American experience uh, and shaped the American character and spirit. That's that was its sort of purpose. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this all happened right around the time that Walt Disney was born. So he grew up literally with this idea fresh in his mind, just like with everybody else. Sure. That whole Western expansion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so so what this this guy argues, his name is Richard Franchove. Good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically argues that Frontierland is basically a physical and historical representation of the westward move in America. Mm-hmm. And then he even goes further to say, to argue that Disneyland itself is an even broader representation of this idea since it's continuing to expand and develop, mm-hmm. as we were just talking about. Okay. So it's a little deeper than I like to think about Disneyland, but that's cool. <laughs> well, that's this whole thing. It was 30 pages of just the deepest thoughts about Disneyland I've ever read. And this guy got published on about Disneyland. 30 yeah. pages on awesome. Disneyland. It's kind of cool. And he's super scientific. And he's a geographer and a cartographer. Wow. Like, it's kind of weird that, like, this was what he chose to write about. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and so basically, 
This guy argues that Frontierland is the most important and significant land in Disneyland, both for its historical meaning and because it's closest to Walt's heart. Okay. So it's that in itself. Was I was like, well, that's cool. I've done my job. Yeah, like, done. It's just kind of cool. Like that. It it made it feel so much bigger than it probably really is. Uh-huh. But it. it when you give something, and that's what all of being an English major is, you know, you take the title of a book and you make it mean something it doesn't really mean. Right. Um, but reading this kind of just made it feel like Walt was the smartest man alive. And he took this land and he... I think he, he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. he. it was a map of the future, but, you know, represented in a physical way. And it was just, it was pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, I'll never read it again because... I'm not that big of a nerd. Right. Did you read all 30 pages? I did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even understand, like, probably 100 words in it. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever. the screen. Right. I don't understand. I'll save it for later. <laughs> but I really did read it, and I, it's cool. the, the very first time I've ever finished a journal article. So there you go. Show me. Yeah. See, kids, <laughs> all you have to do is just show up to class, and you'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is kind of an true. English major not even ever finishing. Actually, if you're an English major, you paper. don't even have to show up. See? You just write your papers. See, kids, <laughs> let that be a lesson to you. No, that don't try too hard. <laughs> you might actually learn something. <laughs> uh, well, let's dig into the history of Frontierland. Uh, according to Walt, anyway, uh, he wanted to capitalize on the popular westerns of the day uh, in Hollywood, uh, as well as Walt's own TV shows at the time. One of which being Davy Crockett. A little three-parter, I believe, um, in the early 50s. And uh, that show just created a giant buzz uh, among the kids of the day. So uh, Frontierland featured mostly a lot of Davy Crockett stuff. There was a Davy Crockett Museum, Mm -hmm. actually. So right when you walk into Frontierland, um, on the left-hand side, in between Adventureland and Frontierland, uh, there's what's called the Pioneer Mercantile right now. But that used to be the Davy Crockett Museum. You can buy David Crockett merchandise. Uh, you can see displays of the Bowie knives that Davy used and the rifles, uh, all that kind of stuff. He even had two wax figures that you could take your photo with mm-hmm. of Davy Crockett and his friend. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, but that closed down after three months. No, oh. apparently. So uh, <laughs> it must you know, have been successful, right? Uh, I think it. I think I think it just moved to like the Davy Crockett store or whatever. You mm. know, I, I think the museum went away uh, because you need more room to sell stuff. Also, wax in Southern California in the summertime. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, they also had an Indian village, which I thought was, was kind of, I don't know, uh, not ironic, but a, maybe a little uncomfortable. Uh, here's the Davy Crockett Museum and then the Indian village. <laughs> I don't know. It, just, it was real weird. Uh, it was originally located near Adventureland, uh, then later moved to what is now Critter Country in 1956. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even a year after opening, things were, were already changing. Lands were oh, yeah. shifting entirely. So um, was it in Critter Country? Like Critter Country was part of Frontierland? No, no, time? it was it was Critter Country. So oh. so it was the Indian. It was nothing. Then it was the Indian Village. Oh. Uh, then the Indian Village was replaced by Bear Country in 1972, which is where you have the country, uh, country bear, bear jamboree oh. as the centerpiece. Um, then that changed to Critter Country. Okay. So, huh. but that whole area there. That that used to be the Indian Village, and the Indian Village was seemed really cool. Uh, there's of course there's a lot of photos online, but uh, mm-hmm. you know they had uh, authentic teepees, and uh, they were focusing on how the plains Indians 
kind of lived, and so you can see their kind of you know uh, their daily lives, so to speak. Um, they had a few people making Indian crafts, traditional beaded garments, doing that kind of stuff. You can do. Uh, they had uh, a few tribes. I think they even alternated them. Yeah, they uh, on a temporary work permit or whatever, every six months or so. Uh, just new tribes coming in and doing six or seven different dances, mm-hmm. and the kids were encouraged to participate. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool, uh, you know, just just a, a way to learn more about the the uh, American Indian culture. Uh, it was pretty neat. You can even meet a real Indian chief, oh, wow, full blooded so cool. chief. You can take a photo with a full blooded Native American. That wow. is amazing. Isn't that weird? That's really weird. I don't in, know how I Anaheim, feel about California. that. It's it's a little <laughs> it's a little weird. Well, then see, and I wonder how they felt about it because to get there. They had to walk past the Davy Crockett yeah. Museum. Yeah. <laughs> Here are all the guns that we <laughs> shot a lot of Indians with. I thought Davy Crockett was a good guy. Well, it depends I mean, he, on how you look at it. Well, he was. I mean, he he you know uh, you know he he was a, a pioneer. Uh, admittedly, I don't know a lot about him, but it depends. Yeah, Terrence is right. It depends on how you look at it. It depends on how you want to look at it. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot in American history, especially with a westward expansion, um, that a lot of schools these days there's a lot of anti-american history a lot of like oh americans are so bad mm-hmm. we did this whole thing we killed a lot of people um but it's just a very negative way to to you know to look at it and, and i know that sounds that sounds bad because yes millions of people yeah. uh, died and, and and how do you take a positive out of that um but it's just that's just kind of what it was I don't yeah. know. It's, 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 it's this is what it was, and and so now the only thing we can do because we can't go back in time and fix it is focus on the good points of that. Let's look at their culture. Let's 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 embrace that. Let's uh, you know let's um, I don't I don't know, marvel at, at, yeah. at all this kind of stuff and and you know and and, and the good that came out of it. I guess it, it I don't know. It, it sounds more weird to say, but but uh, there's a lot of focus on on negative and and not enough on on positive aspects of things that we can't change. Right. So anyway, that that that's my thought on that. But I, I thought that'd be kind of cool. Meet a, a real Indian chieftain and, and uh, get real awkward. Yeah, just like <laughs> I did. It was it was real cool. Um, you 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 also you now, Taryn. This might uh, remind you of something. They had a really unique ride where you can climb aboard an Indian war canoe and paddle around the rivers of America. They still have that, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was once an considered an Indian war canoe. Oh. Uh, later, later on, it became Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes. Mm-hmm. So even the rides at Disneyland were taken over by Davy Crockett. Uh, they also had <laughs> totem poles. Uh, they had a burial ground. They still have totem poles, I think. I think they do on the island, on the Tom Sawyer well, Island. There's a like- burial ground on Tom Sawyer Island, <laughs> but not an Indian. I don't think it's an Indian-specific burial ground. I think it's like for the you know pioneers mm. of the thing. I don't know. Mm. Uh, we don't go on the island that much, so I don't know idea. But uh, they also had an Indian trading post. Where you can go in and you know little Native American facts, uh, artifacts. It's it's uh, it's where the Briar Patch Shop is now in Critter Country. So, uh, oh, yeah. if you're facing the the canoes, you just turn kind of to the left oh. and it's off to your left. It's like almost behind, kind of around a little jog mm-hmm. in, in Splash Mountain. Uh, so after the village was removed, the trading post stayed around. It was it was still really popular. Uh, obviously, a little awkward a little weird because there was really nothing else around it right? right splash mountain came in and that's when they decided to pull the the, the indian uh trading post and put the briar patch shop in because the theme was changing so that was 89 right 
Um, I thought that was pretty cool. It was like a 40-year-old yeah. job, right? Yeah. Um, so that was the Indian stuff that you could do, the, the Native American-themed uh, you know, stuff like that. You could also ride a donkey in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. It was called the Mule Pack. Originally. It's so like carnivaly. I know it is. It, it 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 to me. It seemed like one of those rides that wasn't really well thought out. It was <laughs> like, oh, well, we can just we'll put something here. And, and and I seem to remember reading that a couple years ago where there were some areas of the park where that, they, just, they weren't ready for rides, and right. so they just kind of put something as a filler. Mm-hmm. And and that's that what I think sense. this this really was. Uh, you were literally just riding on a mule in, in a line, kind of around. Uh, this area, the little pen, mm-hmm. and there was a little berm with some trees and plants, and but there's no scenery. There's no, there's no anything. There wasn't right. anything there uh, that resembled anything like the finish aspect of the park. So uh, next year brought a few big changes to to the park and to Frontierland. Uh, so, you know, things called like the Living Desert, the Town of Rainbow Ridge, which had, of course, the Rainbow Caverns Mine Train, which is later named to the Mine Train through Nature's Wonderland. Uh, and and so with that change, you you kind of had more of an expansion to that area, more more of a finished uh, look to that. So um, the the Rainbow Caverns Mine Train was this mine train, sort of like Big Thunder. If you took Big Thunder and broke it out into a longer, more boring ride, that would be the Rainbow Caverns Mine Train. And some of that residual still exists today. So if you're standing to the left of Big Thunder and to the right, kind of of the loading dock for the Mark Twain. There's that little pond mm-hmm. with the jumping salmon every now and then whenever it decides to work. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, that pond is underneath the kind of boarded up tunnel. The train used to go through that. Mm-hmm. So that that's, that is that is actually an old ride and that the Imagineers thought, well, let's just board it up and kind of tie it in the theme with the Big Thunder Mountain. Um, and also, I'm sure it was cheaper yeah. than to just yeah. fill it all in, you know. Um, and actually that uh, the, the, the mule pack ride went over that ridge yeah so that thing went you know frontierland was was humongous yeah yeah so the mules like they weren't like in a like i guess i was imagining like uh, on a string walking in a circle like they're going all around at at first i think they kind of were as from from when i gathered but but afterwards so so in 56 when that first kind of frontierland expansion happened um they had the the town of, of of Rainbow Ridge, and and uh, then you the mules kind of went through this semi frontier town, eighteen hundred late eighteen hundreds gold mine kind of town, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of which a lot of that set uh, either the originals or it was kind of replicated for Big Thunder Mountain. So when you're when you're cruising through Big Thunder towards the end, and you see all those little those little uh, you know the tavern, the kind of oh, miniaturized yeah. Yeah. scale for yeah, some of that stuff was actually. Um, in that uh, um, the 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 pack mule kind of wow. ride, pretty neat. Sounds kind of cool, actually. Yeah, <laughs> um, but so anyway, and, and so that pond used to have uh, animatronic bears that were catching the animatronic salmon. Mm-hmm. So they had one, uh, you know, a bear kind of swimming around, one scratching itself on the on the <laughs> thing. Oh, I forgot about the music. I have stuff. I have audio and things. Oh my! I know. Totally. You guys, you guys, let me forget about it. Sorry. Uh, let's see if I can find. Uh, here we go. We're talking about the mine train, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we go. Here is the mine train uh, spiel. Mine train through nature's wonder. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the little mining town of Rainbow Ridge. 
the gateway to nature's wonderland. As we head for the wilderness, a couple of suggestions. Please stay seated at all times and keep your hands and arms inside the train. The animals get mighty hungry. And uh, no smoking, please, because we don't want to start a forest fire. Now, beyond these hills lies nature's wonderland. You're apt to see a whole lot of wildlife, so keep a real sharp hunter's eye. They did have a lot of cool, a, a lot of cool stuff there. They had, uh, you know, these little animatronic beavers and, and and a lot of just interesting stuff. It seems like a really cool ride. It sounds like the frontier version of Jungle Cruise. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. it kind of does actually. Um, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. So we have some animal sounds. <laughs> I'm assuming these are bears. That's a bear. be, yeah, that's got to be a bear. I didn't pick up on that before. No, I'm sorry. That's Chewbacca. And he's saying. <laughs> well, no, that's Chewbacca for sure. Right. What's he saying? He's saying something about. Uh, whatever. My Star Wars failed me. Light, light speed is I don't even know, man. It sounds like the the animals in um in Alice in Wonderland that aren't real animals. You know? Oh, like yeah. just pretend animals. Yeah, like like the fake animals, like the the broom yeah. dog. Like that's what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like a real animal. Why would it? That would make too much sense. That's weird. Uh, apparently, um, <laughs> A lot of these attractions had these little barker spiels, uh, you know, like a traditional circus barker where they would just tell you about this. Oh, come on in. Step right up and, oh. you know, yeah, whatever. Um, we actually have some audio of that. Howdy, partner. This here is Rainbow Ridge. And for fun and excitement, you'll never forget. Why don't you take a mine train ride? Reckon you'll agree there's nothing like the Rainbow Caverns. In the whole wide world. Aboard our little mine train, you'll head out through a natural arch bridge and into Rainbow Desert, a wasteland just chock full of thrilling surprises. Rattlers. He sounds really, like, thrilled and surprised, right? Just like, you know, I've seen it all before. There's a lot of stuff. I'm just reading the script until I can drink my next scotch on crushed ice. Then you'll plunge deep into the darkness of Rainbow Caverns for a sight that'll thrill you right down to your toes. <laughs> he just sounds like the most bored person in the world. <laughs> Poor guy. Anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, they don't really have that anymore at the park. I wonder why they got rid of it. Yeah. I don't know if you were going to mention this. Um, you probably were, but they also had geysers as part of that ride? Yes. Yeah, so that's part of the... Um, let me get back to my notes here. Um the living, uh, what is it? The living, the, excuse me, I'm about to choke on my own coughing. Uh, the living desert. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, uh, the reason I mentioned it is because last time um, we were at Disneyland and we stayed uh, at the Disneyland Hotel proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was walking to Trader Sands from the hotel room and they actually have the geysers on display there. Oh, really? But they're not even like, they're not like behind glass or anything. They're just part of this now fountain. Huh. And so there's this like big plaque that explains it. And I guess it was called, um, old unfaithful. 
Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it was kind of cool. If you're, I mean, you don't have to be staying at the hotel to see it. It's, there's actually, and I imagine if there's that, that if that's there, there's a lot of other things around the hotel, which we yeah. probably should have explored a little more, but <laughs> it was pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of residual from, from Frontierland uh, that's still out there. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I do like how they don't really demolish anything. Um, you know, they they move stuff. They they still incorporate it into into the backdrop of of the whole deal. So, uh, yeah, it, it sounds like it would have been a cool thing. Along with the geysers, they had these little rock tower formations that were kind of falling over. Mm-hmm. You know, pretending and uh, anthropomorphic cacti. They're kind of <laughs> moving. They kind of looked a little you know thing and uh, so kitschy. Yeah, it was it was pretty weird, right? Um, so the the Rainbow Caverns Mine Train. This was a D ticket ride, fifty cents. It was the most expensive ride at the time. And basically just went through these caverns and there were like rainbow pools. And uh, they played some really cool music. Uh, Let's see if we can find it. Uh, Here we go. Very trippy. No, that's not it. Although that's pretty trippy. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is from the miniature town of Rainbow Ridge. So you... To me, you can kind of hear some of this when you're cruising through Big Thunder on, at the end. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's not very good. Uh, this is this is what I meant to play. Space Mountain. Oh, this would have been good for our our quiz. Oh, they no, well, nobody would have gotten this. I mean, this. That's so weird. This went out in '79 or whatever it was. I wasn't even born yet. It was <laughs> pretty weird, though, right? I mean, what what other ride does this remind you of? It's like a space mountain esque super kinda, space mountain. Yeah, it's also kind of like a dark ride. One of the dark rides, like maybe like Snow White or something. Yeah, I didn't see that. Has that the kind harp, of billowy, like Whoa. the harp and the and the. the... I mean, yeah, but they go. Yeah, what is the, this? What is the, what yeah, is the, the theremin in the background going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does this uh, have to do with caverns? It's just the weirdest, I don't know, the weirdest uh, weirdest attraction. But it would have been cool to see. I think that would have been real neat. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, let's see, where are we going? Uh, the, the mule pack, the, the pack mule thing, uh, that was an e-ticket ride, uh, which you think of e-ticket rides. You know, so, so, someone who likes to, to use a lot of old phrases, they go, oh, that's an e-ticket. That's a really exciting thing. Really? Pack mules? That's exciting <laughs> for you? Weird. Um, they also had something called the Mineral Hall, uh, which was in operation from 56 to 63, which featured a free exhibit. You could walk around. Uh, had a mineral display lit by a black light operated by uh, Ultraviolet Products is, is the name <laughs> of, the, of the place. Yeah. The shop sold gifts and mineral supply, uh, mineral, mineral samples like geodes, I guess. Oh, that would have been my favorite store. All right. <laughs> um, now... The place where it was, it, the formal mineral hall, is uh, currently part of the Rancho de Zocalo restaurant dining area, mm. which is kind of neat. Um, in the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, as it exists today, in the town of Big Thunder, there's an ad for pack mules bought and sold and rented, which pays kind of a little homage to the old uh, mule rides um, that ended in 73, actually. Which, uh, I don't know... I, I, I don't know if I would have done a pack mule. Would no. you put your kids on a pack mule, dude? Yeah, my kid rode uh, an elephant 
what? Months, a few months back, yeah. Yeah, but that's weird. I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I guess they had problems with, I mean, you know, mules are donkeys, mm-hmm. right? In case anybody didn't know that. And uh, donkeys have a <laughs> have a reputation for being very stubborn. Yes. And apparently these were no exception. Mm-hmm. They would just stop <laughs> sometimes. And you couldn't get That's them awesome. to go. And they would just sit and bray. Oh, and uh, I had a dog that did that. Would sit and bray? I don't know what bray means. But... Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, he didn't do that. But we'd yeah. get him all. We'd get him down the driveway, and then he'd lay down. He wouldn't go on walks. Yeah. What <laughs> happened to that dog? Well, he doesn't play soccer anymore. <laughs> he played soccer. He, he had did. a dog that played soccer. Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah. He's dead now. Soccer. Good. That's what happens. <laughs> Is that the phrase for dead? Didn't no. buy the farm. Yeah, they yeah he didn't did. kick the bucket. Yeah, he does, well, you know, what happened to Grandma? Well, she doesn't play soccer anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so that should tell he you right now. I'm really sorry for your loss. <laughs> it isn't lying. That's true. Um, they also had something called the miniature horse corral, which is just had little miniature horses. That was right by the, uh, well, now it's called like the wagons westward or wagons ho thing, but it used to be mm-hmm. the, the, um, the, I think it was like the Davy Crockett. There's another Davy Crockett thing, but it's, Right by the, the, it's where the shooting gallery is now. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so that wasn't there originally, of course. And uh, it was this little mini horse corral. Uh, they also had a, uh, a wagon ride. You can ride like a real live wagon, right? P- pulled by, by horses. Mm-hmm. They were called the Conestoga Wagon. Uh, and, and researching this was actually, <laughs> was kind of interesting. Um, it, uh, it opened in, in August 1955. The park had been only open for, for a month at the time. And, uh, Conestoga, I had never heard that term before. Um, and d- doing doing research, there was there there was someone talking about this ride and, and, and saying that the Conestoga wagons were um, very important in the in that whole westward movement, and uh, because they were um, uh, watertight, they were actually just watertight oh. wagons. So as you're crossing rivers, mm-hmm. which a lot of times you had to do, you, you know put your oxen on the th- on, on the thing or you tow them ac- across and you you know you get everybody in the wagon yeah. and you just float it across the river Oregon right? trail right uh, apparently uh, the Conestoga wagons were actually too heavy to pull for that length of time oh. so the the Conestogas were introduced in Pennsylvania around the 1700s and did uh, dug a little bit more because I thought it was interesting right why the Conestoga wagon in Disney they went really had nothing to do with the expansion of the West. It's just mm-hmm. kind of one of those things. Um, they used to be the, the primary mode of hauling goods until the railroads made them irrelevant uh, b- before that westward expansion. Um, they were probably included in Disneyland because of the common misconception that Conestoga was just another name for covered wagon. It was kind of the original you know, covered wagon, but the traditional prairie wagon that we think of when we, when we mention wagon trains moving west were just kind of simple farm wagons. Huh. Um, I don't know. So I thought, I thought it was interesting. So whenever you, you hear someone talking about the Conestoga wagons, uh, they're not talking about real Conestoga wagons. I don't know. Hmm. The magic of the internet. If Walt had the internet back then. Yeah, we're learning <laughs> so much today. I'm sure things would have been different. Uh, there was also a lot of food in, in, in Frontierland, which I think was kind of cool. Uh, and I think it, it severely lacks. Well, there's um, where uh, Rancho de Zocalo is now. Uh, there's a place called Casa de Fritos. Casa now, de Fritos. Yeah, doesn't, it doesn't sound 
very Spanish, but um, I guess the guy who owned Frito-Lay wanted a, a Mexican restaurant in the park, and so he opened this place. I, have, I have some audio for, for, for Casa de Go Frito. for it. Um, are you going to talk about the, the dispenser? I will. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, there's, okay, so, That's um, the audio I have. So. Oh, okay. So there was a, um, a uh, kind of a mannequin slash vending machine called the Frito Kid. And if you put a nickel in the Frito Kid, um, he'd do a little bit of a, you know, kind of a show for you and dispense a bag of uh, Fritos. So Fritos were a nickel back then. That's crazy. Yeah. It, things were a nickel back then. <laughs> Multiple true. things were a nickel. <laughs> Not just a gumball, but a bag of Fritos, which, first of all, Fritos are terrible. Yeah, they are pretty bad. The only good Frito is a chili cheese Frito. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think Fritos are that bad. Okay, so you got the audio. Do you yeah, mute tried, that? I turned Taryn's mic okay, off. Yeah. yeah, so uh, Fritos are terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty bad, aren't they, Taryn? Pretty bad. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm glad that you and I can bond over our severe distrust uh, or distaste <laughs> and, and and lack of trust in the Frito company to make a a quality chip. Besides, um, the chili cheese ones. Yeah, you know. Oh, Taryn, hey, I didn't oh, even know hey. you were here. Sorry about that. Uh, let's check out the Frito Kid and Klondike, which I imagine from the photo, it looks like a, a big you know, replica mine. Yes. And so you put the nickel in, and the Frito Kid talks to the mine, mm-hmm. and the mine says, sure, here's a bag of Fritos, and like pukes it up down this slide or mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> hey, Klondike, more Fritos, the best corn chips made. The freshest, too. Crisp, salted, golden brown Fritos. Good anytime. Someone else knows what's good. Another bag of Fritos, Klondike. Okay, coming right up. One bag of crisp, salted Fritos. Can you imagine if 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 you went up to me and were like, Hey, Jason, how would you like to try this pale ale? And I said, uh, Terrence, I love pale ale. The golden-colored <laughs> hoppy goodness just really suits me to the core. This is Klondike Dig and Fritos. Grab your Fritos. Here they come. Apparently, there were, there were a lot of these little... Mm-hmm. A partner of mine wants a bag of Fritos, Klondike. Any more left? Sure thing, Frito Kid, and plenty more where these came from. Got a customer? Send up another bag of Fritos, Klondike. Coming right up, Frito Kid. Crisp, salted, golden brown Fritos. My my favorite part of that whole thing is Fritos. 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 Crisp, golden brown Fritos. It's like the T is capitalized. Right. (laughs) Fritos. There's an accent mark on it. But it's kind of cool that they had this, but that's not even the best part of this. No, it's not. It's not. Oh, no. So, um... With the uh, Mexican restaurant, there were times at the end of the night where they would have excess uh, tortillas. Sure. And so uh, one of the employees had the brilliant idea to slice up the tortillas, deep fry them, and season them. And those became Doritos. No. Doritos were invented at this restaurant in Disneyland. I don't believe that. Well, that can't look be it up. true. It is true. Really? This is truth. Yes. And so, truth um, bombs. Truth bombs. Uh, Telling you, so they uh, they started- crisp golden fruit <laughs> truth bombs Doritos 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 <laughs> and so they started um, you know they started selling these to um, to customers as a side dish to you know whatever Mexican dish they got it was so popular that they started making them full time and distributed them first uh, tortilla chip ever distributed nationwide it is now a four billion dollar a year company and wow. it was started in Disneyland. I wonder That's if it's owned um, by Disney. No, it's not. It's owned by Frito Lay's. 
And so, um, oh, I guess that makes sense because they had the Frito they had in their own little restaurant there. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, Doritos are the uh, the biggest selling tortilla chip in the world, and the second largest selling chip in the world. The first largest chip are Lay's potato chips, owned by the same company. Wow, that's amazing. But this all started at Disneyland. What did they season them with? I like, don't know. Na- nacho cheese powder and all sorts of sorbets and xanthan gums and all that kind of I'm, stuff. I'm thinking it was probably was some kind of uh, taco seasoning, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that the flavor changed over the year because I don't see them having nacho cheese powder uh, back back then. Well, but I think that they did have on the menu like like oh this thing. What was it? it? Like you take a bag of Fritos and then you put all the stuff for a taco in it, and they call it like a like a talkcho or a talkchu or something <laughs> weird. Like it's a taco in a bag. I, Normally, and- when you have like <laughs> taco in a bag, you would combine the word taco and bag, <laughs> like a bo- like a bago or, or a baco. Like Normally, right. you would, and I would look it up, but my computer yeah. died, so I can't. That's so too bad. all you've got is me. That's too bad. We'll just call it a baco. <laughs> called a bago oh i think that's what it was no <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, was gonna say I don't know if we're just doing the show real late at night or this is just taryn because just, it's just what happens and it makes for good radio it does make for good radio so anyway taryn con- please continue con- on continuing with, the story. with food um before new orleans square was uh was built mm-hmm. there was actually a new orleans street that was right there in Frontierland as well. And, yeah. and in that street, there was a place called Aunt Jemima's Pancake House. Oh. Like the actual, like, at Aunt Jemima pancakes. Like, that's who the it was. Syrup. Uh, yeah. And so um, it I don't was, have any audio for that. No, I, I actually tried to find some as well. And I couldn't, I found a picture of, uh, there was a, an, an actor named um, Eileen Lewis. And she would uh, dress up like Aunt Jemima and go around from table to table, greeting people and singing, Aww. singing songs as well. Um, but it it had breakfast there. It, it had really gr- uh, good breakfast, and I actually um, was able to find a copy of the original menu. They had four items besides your normal drinks. They had four items. They had the uh, Davy Crockett Delight, which was uh, four brown as a berry pancakes. Uh, brown as a berry. Uh, brown as a berry, sweetie. Woo! I don't. I don't. It sounds like that's how <laughs> but, it would be said. Right. But what berries are know. brown? Um, blackberries, maybe. Those, those are black. They're yeah, the kind that well, have gone bad. I don't know. I don't know. That's just weird. Anyway, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so they had also had the Mark Twain special, which are uh, four buckwheat pancakes. The Golden Horseshoe special, which is four buttermilk pancakes, or the Slewfoot Sue's favorite, which is a waffle. Um, and you know, it was it was she would be different than everybody yeah, else. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that Slewfoot Sue oh, was more trouble than she's worth. <laughs> Slewfoot. Um, and it was you know it was pretty popular, but. Um, you know, it, it moved to New Orleans Square when it was built and changed names. And now it's the Riverbell Terrace. Huh. And that was the original huh. Aunt Jemima Pancake House. I would have preferred Aunt Jemima. I think so, too, because it's hard to find really good breakfast um, in the park. Yeah, I want to meet her, too. Well, you can. You can. No, you can't. Sure you can. You she's just... not there anymore. Oh, well, I'm sure she's around. I'm sure she's around somewhere. I'll dress as uh, Aunt Jemima next time I go. Please do. Disneyland. They can't. They can't stop me. There's no one in there dressed like that. I will not be mistaken for a cast member. <laughs> that's true. Um, I'm sure that... you'll be locked up though. But <laughs> yeah. You won't be mistaken for a cast oh, member. I also that's for won't, sure. I won't have my wife or kids with me either because they'll definitely leave me at that point. Right. Um, also, so we talk a lot about Starbucks taking over and yep. in, invading. I will use that word invading. I think you should Disneyland. Um, but there was a bigger place 
that invaded first? Coca-Cola. No, no. McDonald's. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, McDonald's was in uh, Disneyland for about 10 years. Um, In Frontierland, they had a stagecoach that said uh, Westward Ho on the top. Yes, that was one of the uh, Conestoga wagons. That's not an actual Conestoga wagon. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And so they would sell uh, McDonald's fries and then... um, coca-cola product as well mm-hmm. um but no you know no burgers were sold there um eventually they opened something i think it was in 2000 no no t- 19 no 2001 and uh, uh dca where they sold mcdonald's fries and big macs and um but there's a 10-year contract on it and at the end of the 10-year contract for some reason he got booted yeah Disneyland did not re-up, and they completely changed everything. Or McDonald's didn't re-up. No, actually, it was Disneyland that chose not to. Um, according to everything I read, it was Disneyland. And um, they uh, they moved over the course of 10 years. They moved from the uh, Westward Ho wagon, and they moved into what now is the um, the Harbor Gallery uh, restaurant. Um, and they're only in there. They're in there from 98. It was announced in 96, uh, opened in 98, and closed in 2007. Huh. Yeah. And there's actually one more thing, and this is not food related, but it's actually just kind of neat. Okay. Um, so in the Rivers of America, there are, um, we all know about the Mark Twain and about the canoes that go right now, but there yeah. used to be other boats there as well. On Christmas Day, 1955, the Mike Fink Kill Boats opened. Right. And Mike Fink was uh, from the Davy Crockett series. Uh, he and Davy were the ones who raced their boats down uh, to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And um, he lost, but for some reason they named the boat right after him. Why not? Yeah, I know. Give them something, right? Right. Right. Well, well, because, you know, that whole popularity with the TV show and the movie and all that kind of stuff, they just, they, they needed to f- expand. So David Crockett had his own museum. He had more than that. And this is... Give, I, give Mike a boat ride. Exactly. Right. See, and this is how they got back at Mike as well, is that there were two boats, the uh, Bertha May and the Goalie Wumper. And if... Um, and it's a, it's basically like a, a double decker bus you you see in England. So they had a, a compartment where you could sit inside, and then on top they had more uh, guests that could sit up there. But if you sat inside on the Gullywumper, while you're taking your leisurely tour around the rivers of America, you could watch full episodes of Davy Crockett. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, it was real. It was really strange, and uh, so it went for forty about. About 40 years, it closed for about a year and a half. They were doing some uh, refurbishments, and they opened it again. And then something happened that closed it forever. May 17th, 1997, uh, the Coley Wumper was going across the uh, rivers of America. This was not. This is not a guided. Um, this is not a um, a rail guided boat. It's free, just free floating. Um, and the boat began to tip side to side oh, and eventually no. capsized, oh, no. launching everyone into the rivers of America. And it never ran again. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looks like there was no casualties. Wow. And if there were, you know, Disneyland is Disneyland did a very good job of hiding the information. But right. Wow. They immediately shut it down. I have always wanted to swim in the rivers of America. There was a story of a, a brother and uh, a brother and a cousin or, or two cousins or something like that that uh, stowed away on um, the island and tried to swim to shore. And one of them didn't make it. What? Really? Yeah, so maybe you should. It's not that far. It's, it's, it's not, not that, that far. far, but it's it's pretty deep, and I don't think he can swim very well. Well, then he's really dumb. Yeah. He's the worst person <laughs> in the world to try and do that. Like, yeah. Did they not think about it? No, they're kids. Come on. Oh, little kids. It's not like that. Well, you yeah. didn't, you, two, you didn't two, clarify that. Well, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was like us. Like we, we talk about that every time we're there. Like, where could we hide so we could stay here all night? I assume they were teenagers. <laughs> 
Uh, I think like maybe 13 and 9 or something like that. That's too oh. old to have a stupid idea. No. I'm 34 and I still have stupid ideas. Well, <laughs> but like a, a, an idea that's going to get you killed like that. Like if you can't right. swim, don't hide on the island. Yeah, that's a good point. You that can make a good, good point. point. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually so you can actually see a replica of the keel boat when you do either the the, the canoes or the you know the other boats that go around um on the on the right hand side there on the rivers mm-hmm. of America. They used to have an original, um, but it was uh, when when they did the whole refurb of Rivers of America. I think in two thousand nine, they pulled them out from the from the bottom of the the river. Like yeah. it was just sunk in the river, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, they um, because there were the two, one of the boats sunk originally. Yeah, um, but they didn't do any kind of maintenance on. I think the uh, Bertha May sunk, and the Goliwamper <laughs> was put to the side. As um, just a prop, and within four years, I mean, it looked completely destroyed. Yeah, and and yes, that was the one that you could see. And then, so mm-hmm. they finally just pulled it out and and revamped it and, and yeah. just made a replica. And so that's the that's the old uh, kind of nod to that Mike Fink keelboat ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poor Mike Fink. I know, right? But his ride still lives on. What's there for Davy Crockett left? It also, Nothing. nearly killed people. Yeah, well, you know, potato, potato. <laughs> Frito Frito, you know what I mean? Frito. That's what they say. Frito. <laughs> um, I think that's about it. Yeah. That's it for the history of Frontierland. Of course, there's you know there's also all, all kinds of other stuff going on there, but I was most interested in how much that land has changed. It's changed a lot. I wonder if it's probably the most changed land. I mean, Tomorrowland had a lot of stuff coming and going, but I don't think with the frequency that, that Frontierland had. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, but it just seems like... They went through a lot of a lot of different stuff. It seems like that's the land that's had the most taken away. The most taken away and the most re- kind of rearranged. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. moving the Indian village kind of across right. the entire land. It's like a four-acre section mm-hmm. is, is Frontierland. It's giant. Well, it, it seemed to me like they almost didn't, I don't know how to say this, but they didn't think it through all the way. You know, like what we yeah. kind of talked about at the beginning mm, of yeah. the show is that, you know, it's okay, it's, it's the West awesome and then they just said okay well then uh you pull some people around on a mule and you pull some people around on a horse and then yeah. we'll make it work and uh, i mean if because if you think about it what do they say in, in like 48 walt was starting to come up with these ideas mm-hmm. and you know he had the other park kind of planned and things kept growing 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 right so they say from you know two years from conception of disneyland where it is now to actual opening day um what if it had been three years Right. Did, did you did you did you have to do it in fifty five? Couldn't you have waited right six months? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. It, it seems like they focused a lot on Fantasyland because uh, all those rides you are know, rad, and then you have the Mule Pack. Well, it seems ride. like there was so much more that could have been pulled from because this is this is actual history. You know, there's a lot yeah. that he yeah. could. You know, Fantasyland is everything else was made was basically make believe. It was yeah. uh, what you think the future is going to be like, what would never exist at all, and then <laughs> you know, and just you know, having some kind of an adventure. But yeah. Frontierland, you had a ton of stuff that you could pull from, and it just seemed it seemed rushed. I think that's the best way to say it. It seemed rushed. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you know, maybe he was just trying to give, like Taryn was kind of saying earlier, he was trying to give the kids what they were clamoring for, really, which was sort of a window into American past and that mm-hmm. westward expansion and. And, uh, you know, that was the, the thing. That was the popular culture of the day, the coonskin caps. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the, you know, everyone wanted to play cowboys and Indians. And, mm-hmm. 
uh, Davy Crockett and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's what, I don't know, people wanted. And uh, for the most part, it sounded kind of cool. And, and a lot of the stuff really lasted a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and then Big Thunder is considered just sort of a, a, a collapse of the Rainbow Caverns mine train. You know, just like a, con- a condensed version of that, mm-hmm. more, much more exciting. Well, what's interesting, too, is that it kind of still seems like an afterthought. For being, and well, okay, so there's two things. This is such a huge portion of the park. Right. Which I didn't realize. I didn't I didn't think of the Rivers of America and the island being a part of it, but it is. Right. And the Golden Horseshoe. And then I guess you go back into Critter Country and the, the Petting Zoo. Like, it's huge. Mm-hmm. And there's really still not a whole lot in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there yeah. is Rivers of America that's got some stuff. And that, and I guess like when you're thinking about that as part of it, there is. But like the the thought of like going into Frontierland, you have the shooting gallery, you have food. That's it. I yeah. mean, well, he, here's an interesting question: Do you still consider Critter Country and Splash Mountain to be part of Frontierland? Absolutely not. I did not know, but I think that pe- but, I think it is technically. It it used to be. It's not. It's its own. Oh, it's its own entity now. Yeah. And so okay. and I think it with. Splash Mountain being there is strong enough to, you know, to support that area being its own oh, area. Right. And so I, I wouldn't consider it part of that. But with Big Thunder Railroad being closed for, you know, the last, what, 40 years or however long, <laughs> it seemed like it was closed. I don't think it's ever been open, actually. No <laughs> yeah. one's ever ridden it. But I, I never went to Frontierland. The only no. time I went there was to go the back way to Fantasyland. Right. It's the only time I would go – or. For Rancho de Zocalo, but I would never venture in to Frontierland intentionally because there's nothing there's nothing really there anymore, right? Uh, you know, so I don't know when when it opened. I mean, look, the park responds to the demands of the guests, right. and so there's not a whole lot of interest in seeing people sitting in dirt weaving beads together. Then they're not going to stick around for right. very long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> I don't know. I wonder I, if that I, resurgence is going to happen. That like cowboys and Indians thing. No, I think we're too PC these days. Yeah. I think I think yeah, I think America's way too PC now. There would there would be too many um uprisings. No, I guess it wasn't no a way. very good time. Yeah, it doesn't bring up a lot of good memories for for people, which is why I think it was it was kind of uncomfortable that here meet a real Indian war chief and then go see the guns that totally slaughtered his entire tribe. Well, yeah. and it's uncomfortable for us now. But right. back in the day, they they wouldn't have cared. I mean, it was just normal to not not that maybe the, I don't not know not that the people who were um, not the the cast members didn't care, right? But the the people who actually were attending the park didn't care. Now, oh my no. goodness, there is no way that there'd be like there'd be a riot. Well, there would the, be an absolute even riot. Even the fact that it's called Indian Village that would not happen. Yeah, Native no, American. Would, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think they actually did use they were using Native American uh, that term in in their signage and stuff back then as well okay uh so it's not necessarily a relatively new thing but uh no i i don't think i don't think the cast members would have cared but i think the the the, the folks doing the actual native american stuff i think they were actually indian right like, no, not, not just the chief uh, and and the tribes doing the war dances but all that other they were actually native americans right um which is why i'm saying that might have been uncomfortable maybe not i don't you know i don't know about that yeah i don't it's, there's a fine line i understand what you're saying but they're also getting a chance to um, to preserve some of their history and also show it to people as well. Exactly. Yeah. It, the, the, actually, if, if, if you go and, and poke around on the Internet, there's a lot of photos out there 
uh, Dave Land or Yesterland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two good websites. There's a lot of photos, and they they did have a lot of of Native American art and, and trying to give their you know show their culture, and, and it was really cool. It, it's it's really cool to see. Um, would that fit in now with the park? No, no, I, no. It, 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 people would just not care. I don't think people today have the attention span or the um, I don't know drive. I mm-hmm. guess to to learn about that kind of stuff, which is a little sad. It's very sad. You know, it's a big part of our our history uh, for for better or for worse, mm-hmm. and we should learn about it. And uh, I, I I don't think that people would care anymore. Um, yeah, you know. I agree with you. I actually really don't think that they would. Yeah, I don't think so either. Tearing found her microphone. We actually didn't, we didn't even meet her that time. She just walked <laughs> away for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> just turned, looking at the floor. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> we know what I mean. <laughs> it's getting late. It is getting late. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, but first, the fact of the show. Uh, I feel like I've done it before, but uh, oh no, I know it's one of those. We're getting to that point in the Shoot. list where it's like, oh man, where we need to add to it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Walt Disney. Maybe I have done this before. I'll oh, tell you. No. Okay. I'll remember. Well, if I have, then I'm going to feel real stupid. That's but right. We won't. Uh, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Walt Disney changed his birth year by one year in order to enlist in the military early. We have not done that one before. No. All right. That's new. He was such a patriot that he wanted to enlist in the in the military at 17. Is that? He lied. Is that patriotism or is that yeah. like no, he, freak? No, he's paid a patriot. A lot of kids did that. A really? lot of oh, people yeah. did that. Some as young as fifteen, they would lie on their on their on their entry forms, um, because you know back then there's really no way to, to prove. It. Maybe you had to bring a birth certificate, but you could forge documents. I think a little bit easier back then, and wow. you know, than than you can now. But uh, yeah, that's what he did. He he changed his birth year by just one year to enlist to uh, to fight for our country. Thank you, Walt. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Well, there um, you go. And that, that would be an interesting thing to, to kind of cover is his war years because mm-hmm. he did a lot, you know, drove a, an ambulance and then uh, mm. started, you know, he was even drawing back then. So he would draw characters on his on the canvas cover of his ambulance uh, and just uh, just oh, yeah. stuff like that. You know, I think we said in the last show or a couple shows ago, you kind of forget that Walt is an animator. That yeah. He draws things, totally. right? Yeah. You just kind of forget. I think of him as like the Disneyland man, but. Yeah, he's the Disney. You think of him at like, as like a sixty-year-old man in a nice old man sweater yeah. walking around the park, making sure everyone's you know doing their thing. Let's go, right? You know, put that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't think of him as a guy who actually drew stuff and yeah. made cartoons and built this. I don't know. It's interesting. Empire. Yeah. Anyway, let's get out of here. As Taryn says, it's getting late. Hey. I didn't whine it. <laughs> That's true. Kind of yelled uh, it. <laughs> thanks everybody for sticking with us through the uh, the long and sordid history of Frontierland. I hope next time you go to Frontierland, you can kind of look around and uh, envision what it used to be over in Frontierland. Anyway, uh, keep yours up, everyone. Thanks a lot. Uh-huh.